we, you know, I just I asked the Lord for a message to help launch us. So I told my wife just before we came out, I said, I might just come unleashed on this service. And she said, be careful. There's, there's breakables up there if you become a Jedi with this. So, oh, there is no try. Hmm. So uh, uh, I want to talk to us about, and obviously you're probably wondering, what is he doing with the, uh, the stick? And we titled this message, Stick Around. And, and Christmas Eve, I had, if you remember, I had a box out here that was, and some of you are like, he's got new shoes on. Yes, I got them for Christmas. Okay, just letting you know. Uh, but I had a box from, from my childhood, just memories from my, you know, just when I was growing up as a kid, things that my parents had given me, things that my kids had given me, things that, you know, I had grown up with. And, you know, there's toys in there that I played with. And some of them to somebody else aren't worth anything, but they brought value to me. And we talked about the God box. We talked about the Ark of the Covenant, and God had three things in that. I'm going to cover that in just a little bit about how important it is, you know, some of those things as we went through life. Have have anybody in here, and I know you've been through some stuff. Maybe you're going through some stuff right now, and you're like, oh, help me, Jesus. 2020 better be different than 2019, because some people just want to be past 2019. I'm believing that 2020 is, is going to be an incredible year for TLC. God is already doing great things. I mean, we're, we're growing now. Obviously, this is the Sunday after Christmas. I don't know if it's predominantly this way or, or whatever, but church is, is on the upscale and moving, and we thank God for that. But here's something that's really cool. Um, we have also, we had basically two mortgages on this building. Uh, and we and pretty much we've we've paid the moose off. We had God blessed us, and we are done with that. We still owe the you know, isn't that awesome? <laughs> and and we just put our hand to that and believe God, and of course God always comes through. So we're talking today about. I want you to stick around. Some of you are just like I'm just trying. This church is being at church is kind of a new thing. Stick around. It's going to get better because we're going to show you how to live the kingdom way of life and how instead of just talk, we got fruit. We got stuff that's going on and things that are good that are happening. So wherever you are, uh, we want, I want you to say these words with me. If you're watching online or, or you're right now, say, God, use me. Let's go to the book of Exodus real quick. But first, let me pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, and I, I will do my best to quit clunking this. But God, just help me to do what you've asked me to do, Lord, that I can get it to where we need it so that we can understand it. And, uh, and just do what you say. In Jesus' name, amen. Exodus chapter 4, verses 2 through 4, it says, Then the Lord asked him, What is that in your hand? Shepherd's staff, Moses replied. Throw it down on the ground, the Lord told him. So Moses threw down the staff, and it turned into a snake. The Bible says here in the New Living Translation, Moses jumped back. The Lord told him, Reach out and grab its tail. So Moses reached out, grabbed it, and it turned back into a shepherd's staff into his hand. One version says he ran from it. Now, I don't know about you. I don't like snakes. I don't like bats. I don't like rats. Just, I'm just saying. But, I mean, snakes, no, no bueno. Me no like them. They're just nasty. I mean, they, I, they just give me the creeps. When, if we go to the zoo, I don't even want to go to the reptile hut or whatever that is. I know what a snake looks like. I'm good with that. I mean, I've had people that go, you should watch my snake. If you feed it this mouse, it'll just, it's great. I don't want to see that. I don't need that. But anyway, this is what happens. He throws this down. It turns into a snake. And God says, pick it up by the tail. And the Bible says that he ran from it. Uh, But I want you to know, when he picked it back up, it was just a stick. 
So I want you to stick around and hear what we're saying today. So Moses had been hiding and running from God for 40 years. This is the story. I'm just going to set this backstory a little bit. 40 years he had a call in his life. Everybody in the sound of my voice and you listening online, God has got a destiny for you. He's got a call for your life. And many of us are running from it. We're trying everything else but what he's telling us to do. And so Moses goes to talk to God. He sees a burning bush. Wouldn't that draw your attention? You see a bush that's not being consumed, but it's on fire, and a voice is coming out of it. I mean, I grew up with Lucy's Toy Shop, Wake Up Mr. Tree. That would wake you up. How many ever saw Lucy? Wake up, Mr. Tree, we're very glad to see you. It's daytime, can't you? I am. (laughs) Nobody else is my age in here, I guess. So he goes over, and God says to Moses when he gets close to the bush... Take off your shoes because you're standing on holy ground. I want to give you a couple things. I think that he was standing on holy ground because when God is there, I mean, that's just like, that's got to be holy. I mean, the Lord's there. But I think here's another reason. Moses is in the desert and God says, take your shoes off. One of the reasons is you're not running from this anymore. You don't have your shoes on. You're not running in the desert. He's not going to take off out there. You ain't got no shoes. You grew up with a mother that's, you get your shoes on. Back in the day, we went outside all the time. It was like, can I? Bare feet was cool. How many remember feeling mud between your toes and all that? That's, that was cool until you had to go home and take a bath if you were a guy. That was not cool. I don't know about you, Cruz. <laughs> anyway, so he gets this call in his life. So 430 years, the, God's people have been in, in bondage. And so God says, it's time. And so he tells Moses, you're going to go to Pharaoh and you're going to tell Pharaoh, I told you to tell them, let my people go. There are people in the sound of my voice today that you need to be free again. You need to do something that God has told you to do, but you've been running and God's saying, take off your shoes and you need to let him use you because after all, you're just a stick. So Moses, he goes to Pharaoh And here's what the thing, we're not supposed to run from our calling, we're supposed to run to it. You don't have to be a minister because everybody, if you're called, you're just called to preach. I'm not talking about being called to preach, it's great if you're called to preach, that's great. I'm talking about you might be called to do something else. But whatever you're called to do, you're called to be a light wherever you're at. So be that light because you're just a stick. This is our first thought this morning. You are what God is looking for. And see, we don't think that. We just think, God, you could be looking for somebody else because everybody on Facebook or social media isn't really the real deal. I mean, to some extent, but most of the time, we just paint the pretty picture, don't we? But there, there's stuff going on. Everybody's got turmoil. I mean, we've got pastor friends that have much larger churches than we do, mega church, Pastor Gary, all that, you know, and they're just, they have some of the same issues we have, sometimes more because there's more people. That's just a fact. But let me just say, you are what God is looking for. Now, if I get a little excited, you're going to have to help me because I'm a participation preacher. Does that make sense? Today I am. So if you get excited and I tell you to get excited, just humor me and get excited. Okay? Let's try it. Get excited. Woo! Oh, I love it. I love it. Now, you that are online, if you just did that, people are going, I don't know what's going on in that room. (laughs) All right, this is your time. 
God is looking for you. This is your hour. This is your season. It is time for you to do what God has called you to do. It's time for you to be free. It's time for you to finally say, God, you can use me. If you can use anything, you can use me. It's time. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's time. Now, Moses was afraid. God called me to preach. I was afraid. I was with Kim. We were at Port Clinton. We were on vacation with her family. I went to visit her. And so she's in the bathroom getting ready. Her mom and dad are in the bedroom. I'm sitting out in this little cabin watching Richard Roberts baptize people. And I hear this voice. Now, this is an audible voice. I hear this voice saying, that's what I want you to do. And I said, I went and knocked on the door and went to Kim and said, what did you want? She said, I didn't say anything. Okay. Went back. He said it again. I went to the bedroom. Charles and Charlotte were in there getting ready. What did you say? We didn't say anything. Now, let me, I'm just telling you where my mindset is. My mindset is not about God. Now, not that I didn't believe and not that I wasn't a believer, but I'm just saying not a believer like I am now. How many knows you? Sometimes we believe stuff, but we're not really fully persuaded. We're kind of a closet Christian. You know what I'm saying? I sat back down and I'm watching this show. I'm excited because we're going to the mall in Toledo and I'm going to get some more Nike Cortez like you see me wear the stripe on it. And I'm telling you, I was I was bad in those. I was liking that. So I'm excited. I'm getting new tennis shoes. And he says it again. And then everything in my body, my hair on my arms and stuff are like, whoop. And I'm thinking, okay. And so I started telling God, you do not want me. No, you do not. You do not know what you are talking about. You do not want me. And he said, and again, I heard him say, he said, that's what David said. I don't know if David said it, but I'm going to say he did because that's what God told me. But I'm hearing this audibly. And Richard Roberts is baptizing people. And he said it again, that's what I want you to do. Moses was like that. He was like, I don't think you want me, God. Do you even know what I did? I killed a man. I've been in the wilderness for 40 years. I've been running from the things you've called me to do. How many knows you've got to confront some of the stuff you're afraid of? Some of the stuff that Moses said, I've got to deal with this. God says, Moses, what's in your hand? Moses says, I've got a stick. Throw it on the ground. So he does. And it turns into a snake. So it goes from the natural to the supernatural. The Bible says that when this happened, one version says Moses ran from it. <laughs> one, one time, uh, I was playing a big date night for me and PK. And Mallory was teens, 12 maybe. And, and so I was all excited. Because, you know, when you have kids, you don't get to court your wife much anymore, do you? I mean, it's just like, because the kids are always around. You, you, you can't really look into each other's eyes and go, goo goo ga ga. You can't do that. Because the kids are like, what's up with you? So I worked with Mal, because I'm like, you know, if you can't beat them, join them. So I worked with Mal and said, I need you to keep your brothers occupado. 
in the other room because I'm making mom a dinner. So I made a great dinner and everything. I mean, I cooked her a steak and we had shrimp and made everything the way. I mean, it was just candle lit and it was going to be. And so Mal was like, Dad, that's romantic. And I said, you better believe it is. That's awesome. Well, we're in the middle of eating, and I'm looking in those beautiful eyes, and a mouse runs right across by her feet. You want to talk about a Jedi ninja? She was up on that chair. I'm just saying, I don't know if Moses did that, but the Bible says that he ran... And, and, and he was actually, it's recorded, he's a pretty decent speaker, but now it says he's got a stutter. Bet that's when he got it. Pick up the snake. Uh, 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 now? But God said, pick it up, get the tail. Get the tail. Now, I've watched a lot of Wild Kingdom growing up. Marlon Perkins, poor Jim. I stay here while Jim goes down the river to fight the cobra. Poor Jim had to fight everything. But I know enough, if you're going to pick up a snake, you don't. You pick it up by the end that has the teeth. Because you can control. You pick it up by the tail. That's not good. But see what God is trying to tell Moses. You get the end you can handle. I'll get the end I take care of. The stuff that will hurt you, let me take care of that. You just do what I ask you. What is God telling you to do? Because listen, you're just a stick. You've got to be obedient. If God's going to use you, you've got to overcome your fear, and you've got to confront it. And the Bible says that when he picked it up again, it was a, you know, once it was a snake, it became a stick again. Wouldn't that be weird? I mean, that would be really cool, but wouldn't that be, I mean, just like, oh, wow. You see, the stick was common, ordinary, and average. When it left his hand, when he gave it to God, it became supernatural. So what you have in your hand, it might be natural. This is all I can do. That's all you need. And again, I love my wife. And one time, you know, she just, she can hear music and she can go play it. She can hear notes. She has perfect pitch. She can go, she's just incredible. She can do all of that. I can't do that. You know what I can play? I can play the radio. I can get most stations. Now, I can play the guitar. You, you never see me. I taught Mallory how to play the guitar in, in the beginning. And I'm, my goal in 2020 is I want to I pick that up again. So I want to take my natural and do something where just so that I could entertain myself with some music. Nonetheless, she was gifted in that. And, and wherever you, you understand your gift will shine because it'll just come out of you. Sometimes you, some of you are trying to contain and you're just good with people and, and you're trying to make believe that you're not, but you are. She could do all that, and then they were saying, we need you to do this in praise and worship. And she was playing the keyboard and stuff and singing, you know, back up or whatever, and God needed her to do more. And she, she ended up taking over being my worship leader for years, and she trained Mallory. And I remember her telling God, she said, God, it's just me. Now, I want you to think about that. This is just me. I, I don't like being up in front of people. It's just me. All I have is me. And you know what he told her? That's enough. Because you're just a stick. 
You see, when we give things to God, we can do things that we never could do before. But if we hold it, we can't do them. We have to let him do that with us. We have to lose control of ourselves and give that to God. We've all heard the phrase, let go and let God. Sometimes that's easier said than done. And this is what we think. He's what you're looking. I mean, he's looking. You're what he's looking for. And we think, he doesn't want to use me. He doesn't, I mean, I don't look good enough. I'm not smart enough. I don't look like this, or I'm not, I'm not the, the clone of that. I'm not this. I'm not that. You are what he's looking for. He's looking for something ordinary, average, and common, because all God needs is a stick. Now, I'm about to get crazy, so get ready. Just giving you some idea. When they're trapped at the Red Sea and they couldn't get across, God tells Moses, hold up the stick. And the waters parted. And they were able to all get across because all God needs is a stick. When they're at the bitter waters of Merah and the people are so thirsty, God says to Moses, take a branch, put it in the bitter water, and it'll become sweet because all God needs is a stick. When the widow woman was about to die, she gathers up sticks to make her last meal, and she gets a formula from the prophet so she can live the rest of her life because all God needs is a stick. How about the axe head flew off into the river, and God said, take a stick and touch the water. And when he did, the axe head floated to the top. In the King James Version, it said it swam. I can't see an axe head doing the backstroke, but I mean, I don't know. Just going across the water. It's metal, folks. All God needs is a stick. A common, ordinary stick. When God needed to redeem the world. When he needed an answer. He lets his son die on two sticks. Because all God needs is a stick. There's a friend that sticks closer than a brother, and his name is Jesus. Quit saying you don't qualify. Quit saying you aren't smart enough. Quit saying you don't have what it takes. Quit saying I quit. All God needs is a stick. God's already known all your excuses. If he wanted something above and beyond you, he'd have already got it. You know how amazing this is? This is how I tell people, I can prove there's a God, I just stand by her. And I know I brag on her a lot, but she hears it all the time. It's not like I'm just doing it to get brownie points. It doesn't, you don't even have to be here and I'll do that. That's the truth. I'll just tell people, I'll tell you how God, I stand by her. And there'll be people like, I don't know how you ever got her. Give me a stick, I'll tell you. I'll show you what this stick is for. <laughs> because all Brett needs is a, no. <laughs> But I, I mean, I remember, you know, I've told her, I'm like, why did you pick me? You could have anybody you wanted. Why did you pick me? She said, all I needed was a stick. No, and that's not what she said. <laughs> she said, I did pick who I wanted. And you're who I wanted. You see, we don't see ourselves the way God sees us. But he's saying, you might think you're just common and ordinary. I'm just a stick. There's nothing fancy about this. And God says, it's perfect. How many times have your children got you something that they made or something that was just so simple? And to you, she still has things like that. And you go, that is so cool. Why? 
Because there's value to it, just like it was in my treasure chest, just like in the God box. Because God's not looking for something that the world is looking for. He's looking for you. you got to ask yourself, where'd Moses get his stick? The desert. He was in there 40 years. How many have ever been through a dry spell, a wilderness? Somewhere along the way, when you go through a wilderness, you're going through a bunch of crap. You're going to find something that you can pick up and use. Because what the enemy meant for harm, God will turn for good. He will give you something in that hellhole that you'll grab a hold of and you'll use it to beat the enemy with. Come on, somebody. The Bible says, the Bible says, if, if the enemy would have known what that cross would have done, he'd have never had Jesus crucified. Because Jesus died for you, he died for me, and then beat the devil senseless with two sticks. Something will be shown to you, whatever you're going through, that you can use. Had Moses not went through the desert, he wouldn't have found the stick. Had he not found the stick, he couldn't have raised it over the Red Sea. Had he not raised the stick over the Red Sea, the waters couldn't have parted. I mean, and we could just go on through that whole scenario. God will always equip you to pick up something along the way. And you can use it later in your life to defeat the enemy. Because sometimes... All God needs is a stick. So stay the course and stick around. Moses now, he says, okay, I'm going to go to Pharaoh now. And I'm going to tell them what you said. Let my people go. So he told him what to say. So Moses was ready. Have you ever studied for a test and you knew, hey, this is exam day, and if I go to the test... I'm going to do pretty good. I mean, if you're studying, you're like, ooh, it's you know, what I hated is going into the class, especially if it was math class, and the teacher going, pop quiz. Oh. Tell me no pop quiz. But if it was a test and you had to study, and I studied, and I knew I spent time studying, I knew I am not failing this test. I knew I'm going to do pretty well. I mean, I'll be surprised if I get a C. I'm probably going to get an A or B. You ever felt like that? When you go into that room, you walk in totally different because you're confident because you put the time in. It, it's, it's a whole different ballgame. If you walk into the room and you haven't studied and you begin to immediately fast and pray, God, will you supernaturally just put information in my head that I never looked at? We handle ourselves different. Moses now says, okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to tell Pharaoh because you told me I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to take the stick. I'm going to do what you said. So Pharaoh says, why should I believe you? Why should I believe you? Moses says, I won't believe this. Throws the stick down. God says, let my people go. Pharaoh says, that's nothing. Calls up his magicians. They throw sticks down. Theirs turn into a snake too. So we got the big snake that Moses, we got all these other snakes and then the snake that Moses put down from his rod eats all the others. Now, here's something I want you to understand. In life, especially in today's times, there's all kinds of things going out. There's all kinds of things going around. There's all different ways to heaven. All roads lead to the same place. No, they don't. 
You know that. All belief is the same. No, it's not. Everybody thinks they're right. Probably true. But what is right? The Bible. What happened to the other snakes? Now, magicians aren't known for doing, like Moses, there was no trickery. There's just boom, snake, boop, rod, boom, snake, boop, rod. There is no try. Mm. It just happens. Magicians, they're known for deceit. Well, not, maybe not deceit, trickery, illusion, sleight of hand. There's even a commentary that says the magicians had real snakes in like glass type tubes so when they that looked like sticks when they threw it down they broke in the snake. I have no idea. I mean, I obviously wasn't there. But I do know this, God's snake ate the rest. So any other religion, I'm just trying to say God is trying to show you any other thing that is different from God, God will conquer that and take care of that. But you're going to have to trust him. But God, I need you are just a stick and that's all he needs. He takes a common ordinary stick, turns it into something supernatural. Here's a second thought. You have to be committed. You got to be all in. There's Buddha, there's Muhammad. Now think about what we just talked about. Harry Krishna, there's New Ageism. All kinds of different. This is the way. This is the way. No, this is the way. No, this is. We have, we have all kinds. It's great. You know, if you, if you love sports, I love sports. I especially love football. You know, I like knowing, hey, this guy's a believer. This, you know, and if a believer makes a touchdown, what do they do? Yes. If somebody doesn't know Christ, maybe they're a Satanist, what would they do? Yeah. If you're an atheist, you don't know where to point. Somebody's always looking for something. But Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You don't have to have it all together. But together with God, you can have it all. This is how it is. It starts with one God. In the beginning was God. And that's how it will end. He is the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. How many knows that every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. He's the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Prince of peace. He is El Shaddai. He's coming back again. There's only one way to the Father, and it's through Jesus Christ. The Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he did it before, he can do it again. There's no other name given unto men that which men may be saved. On Christmas Eve, do you realize like 12 people in our presence said yes to Jesus? Not counting to those online. You know why? Because somehow they got past this issue of I'm nothing, I'm nobody. But to God, you are valuable. You are worth what's in the box. The greatest part of this miracle isn't as much of the miracle that happens that turns into a snake. The greatest part is it goes back to a stick. Now, hang with me for just a second. A plain, ordinary stick. Maybe the secret to being used by God 
in a supernatural way is the ability to be who he wants us to be, to do what he wants us to do, to have faith, to step out when he tells us to step out. But once that happens, once we're the jumper cable, so to speak, and God does what he does, can you go back to being a stick? Can you understand that it is greater is he that's in you that, than he that's in the world? The reason you could do what you did was because of the hand of God inside you? Because of God's spirit inside you? Because Jesus inside you? Can you keep your head from swelling? Being too big for your britches? All that in the bag of chips? We had an evangelist tell us one time, because I wouldn't schedule him for a revival. He said, well, I guess Ohio just doesn't want revival. And I said, I don't think you're the only one that brings that. Now, I'm not saying he's not a good dude. He was, and, and he's very anointed. What I am saying, God's looking for people that'll just be sticks. One of the reasons that Kim and I went with Pastor Gary and Pastor Drinda was because of this. Gary is so humble. Drinda is so humble. They're both, they're just like, they don't say, look what we did. Matter of fact, he would tell you, hey, I did this. This was not good. Don't do that. He's very transparent. He's very humble. I, I, I just, I, he's amazing. I love him because he's not proud. He's, he is the same. He's genuine. He's treated me the same you know what I'm saying? Because he understands the kingdom. We're, we're God's valuable treasure. But we're just sticks. After you've been used to be a blessing or after you've been blessed, can you go back to being stick? Can he bless you supernaturally with success only that you've dreamed about and not change who you are? I mean, this church is on a journey. We started with 17 people in our living room 13 years ago. And we've had ups and we've had downs. And when it all comes down to it in this journey... I'm just a stick. We haven't done it all right. We haven't done it all wrong. We're just trying to figure it out. Lord, show me. And, you know, sometimes that's just walking it out. It's just the process of listening and obeying. But he put us here. He brought this building to us. He did all these things. And now we just paid off a portion of the, uh, a nice portion of the mortgage. That's awesome. Why? Because it's his glory, it's his, it's his stamp saying, yes, there are people here. There's people on the west end, on the north, south, east of Marion, and surrounding counties. Somebody's got to tell them about Jesus. Somebody's got to show them. Somebody's got to be that bridge to say, look, walk across there. Christ, he's right here. He's waiting. Somebody's got to be the stick. You know, if you think, I mean, he, he threw us down on the stage in Marion. And if you think, wow, I mean, PB and PK, look, look what they've, 
We're not that smart. I mean, she's that good looking, but we ain't that smart. She's smarter too. <laughs> but I'm just saying, it's God. It's God doing that. It's the touch of God. And I want to never forget, he is our source. He is, he is who we do, what we do for. He is everything to us. He is our allegiance. Some of the hardest things to do after being used in a supernatural way is just being yourself again. I mean, it kind of changes you. But there's always the part where you're just realizing the balance. I, I have a lot of friends in my lifetime that have had big head disease. You probably have some of them at work. You can't say a story where they haven't done it better, done it more, did, you know, whatever. Um, and, you know, I can't say that probably everybody in here has probably done that to some extent, me included. How important we are and we're the answer to whatever, you know, they're God's gift to mankind. See, I'm just saying it. You were thinking it. I'm just. <laughs> There's businessmen and women that are women, <laughs> women that are listening to me right now online that uh, needed God so bad, and then he's shown up and their business has taken off. Can they remember that? Do they still need him? When you get successful, will you still remember God? Will you still be in allegiance with him? Will, you still, will the kingdom still be important? Will being at church, we are assembling ourselves together today. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. Will you still do that? Or if you're so blessed and you're like, I'm, I'm Elmer Fudd, I'm buying a mansion and a yacht. Will you be out on the lake and not go to church anymore? I'm, I'm just telling you truth. Because God is looking for sticks. He's looking for someone that'll say, you know what, God? Whatever you want me to do, that's what I'll do. Could I get a Pentecostal amen from somebody? All right, how about a Baptist nod? How about a Catholic cross? I don't care. Just give me something. I remember believing and dreaming of being in full-time ministry. I worked at Honda for seven years, and I was going to school trying to get all this stuff done so that I could do what I, you know, God had called me to do. And when it all comes down to it, I'm just a stick used by the master. You know, you get somebody that can play like, you know, John Hansen, amazing, on the guitar. Give him a guitar. He can pick. He can play. You give me that same guitar, I can hold it. I can make sounds with my mouth. But you put it in a master's hand, come on, and something else changes. You put a basketball in my hand, it's a, just a piece of rubber. You put it in uh, Michael Jordan's hand, you know, you put a football in my hand, might be okay, but you put it in, let me give you somebody that you'll like. <laughs> I can't think of anybody that you'll, somebody won't give me a hard time over. Put it in a superstar's hand, and there you go. You see, it really depends on whose hand it is, because when we get it into the, the right atmosphere and the right perspective, it's just a matter of saying, God, I present back to you, because the gifts that I have, you gave them to me. I'm just a stick. And we recognize the maker. We recognize what God has told us to do. 
Can God trust you to be on the praise team and sing the solo one Sunday and be in practice the next week when you're not scheduled to sing? Because you're just a stick. Do you only show up on the times that you want to? And we got to get back to God, peel back some of these layers. Let me make you number one again. See, the challenge isn't that God doesn't want to bless you. If you're a believer, the covenant takes care of that. If you walk it out in faith, it takes care of that. Kim and I will be talking. She'll say, we need to pray for this. And I'll say, we already have that. And she'll be, that's right. Or I'll say, we can pray for that. She'll say the same thing. But we have it. Because it's already a benefit in the covenant. See, God isn't looking just, I mean, it's great to be excellent. We believe in excellence, not perfection, because we're people. We can't be perfect, but if we do things to the best of our ability, but sometimes, you know, you're just like, I, you know, I, I'm doing what I have. This is what I have to work with. But what we have to watch is pride and arrogance. God is looking at not, ability is important, but he's also looking for availability. Are you teachable? Can he show you something? Could you do something a different way and it would be better, but you can't see it? Maybe there's somebody that could do something better than you. You know, in leadership, they say if somebody can do something 50 to 80% as good as you can, you could delegate it. And that's how this thing grows. The more 2020, PK and I, this, we're going we're gonna to delegate more. We're going to do, you know, that's our job, equip you. Why? Because we're all sticks. Let's build a cabin for the Lord. That was free. Okay. Turn to your neighbor and say, I remember when you were a stick. You see, when you get blessed, it shouldn't take you further from God. It should bring you closer to him. Realize that, man, God is just serving you as the best. And that's some of the people, they'll, they'll look and see how much we've been blessed. And it's why. It's because we don't repel and like, okay, I want to enjoy all this. I want to enjoy all this, but I got to remember where all this came from and who provided it. And I want to get closer to him because it's kind of like the Doritos commercial growing up with Jay Leno. He'll make more. No, for real. How many grew up when things were tough and hard? Ever had where we're like, oh, man. You had to eat your, I always grew up in the day where my mom made me clean my plate every meal, whether I liked it or not. And thus, I had to watch, later I had to, you know, I had to lose weight. Because, hey, 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 I'm, you know, I got to eat this. People in China are starving, eat that. <laughs> to, you know, then you grow up and you go get a, a, a happy meal, well, not a happy meal. You get a meal, and, and in America, you want me to biggie size that? Can you dip it in chocolate too? That'd be great. But you get everything, and you almost feel like you have to eat it all. If you ever watched a thin person eat, I'm just giving you a different mindset. I will be, if we were eating quarter pounders, I would be done with my quarter pounder, done with my fries, drinking my Coke or whatever. She's got half a quarter pounder left, half her fries, and she's going, I'm so full. And you know what's going through my mind? You're going to eat all that? 
I'm a growing boy. I need to. And, and you know, and she is okay with throwing it away. <gasps> no. Because our mindset was almost of a poverty mindset. Not, not hers, mine. Not, I, I didn't share this in the first service, but I went over to her house when I started dating Kim. And her father and mother were so generous to me that it just blew me away. Totally blew me away. And my sister, uh, if, if she could hear me, she's in the sound of my voice. We grew up, we watched The Wizard of Oz once a year when it was on for everybody to watch, remember? Because you didn't have what we have now. And you, that's when you saw Charlie Brown Thanksgiving one time a year and Christmas and all that. Wizard of Oz, that was one of the few nights I got pop. And I was, was, we were so excited. But we never got our own bottle. We had to split it. All the other times we, got, we drank a lot of Kool-Aid. Now, I, I'm not giving my mom and dad a hard time, but I'm just I'm giving you the mindset difference. So when I went and saw Kim, her mom made me two hamburgers. I mean, they were my first meal at the bowling household. Two big burgers. She gave me fries, and they were homemade fries and these burgers, and they were, they were awesome. And she said, well, go open the refrigerator and get you out of Pepsi. I said, get me out of what? She said, a Pepsi. In the refrigerator were like 10 or 12 bottles of Pepsi on their sides. Remember when they were glass bottles and you popped it and that little cool smoky steam went. <laughs> and I turned to Kim and she can tell you, I turned to her and I said, um, who do I split this with? And she looked at me funny. She goes, split it. And I said, yeah, don't I have to split it? She goes, that's yours. You can drink it. I go, right out of the bottle? And she goes, she's looking at me now going, yeah. And I said, all mine? And she said, yeah. And her mom or her dad said, well, you drink that one. Just go get you another one. <laughs> Elizabeth, I'm coming to join you, honey. I mean, I'm like... Oh, my word, I'm in heaven. I'm marrying this girl. Because our mindset's like that. You must always understand that, see, he came out of a mindset of he couldn't have anything. So he said, God, as you bless me, I am going to bless. I'm going to be a blessing. And I'm telling you, one of the most generous men I've ever met in my life. He would do anything for you. Now, he's with Jesus now. He's doing, he did everything for Jesus, so he's enjoying streets of gold right now. So I get that. But I learned about generosity, and it started through my father-in-law. He's just a stick. He just said, I can, I'll just do it. Whatever you say, God, I'll do it. You wouldn't think that Pepsi wouldn't change a life. Not change, but I mean, it impacted me. I mean, I got, I got beautiful and Pepsi. Come on. God's looking for sticks. Look at Mark 16, 17, and 18. We'll finish this thing up. These miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. Who are they going to accompany? People that believe. That's us. They will cast out demons in my name, and they will speak in new languages. They will be able to handle snakes with safety. And if they drink anything poisonous, it won't hurt them. They'll be able to place their hands on the sick, and they will be healed. 
See, back in that day, snakes were more a symbol. They, I mean, they put emblems of snakes on their heads. They built statues, all that kind of stuff. Because they represented spiritual and supernatural and blah, 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 blah. But let me just say, God might be saying something here. Could it be he's looking for people who take up supernatural and because they know who their source is, they're just a stick and it won't hurt them. They're just a stick. Can God use you and you be a stick in both good and bad times? Our dependency level shouldn't change. I mean, he is God. He is our source. And let's just be honest. In, in life, you're going to have more stick days than quote, quote, snake days or miracle days. Days where you get up every day and it just seems like same old, same old thing. I got, you know, people in all my ministry life, nearly 30 years of us doing ministry, people that are young together. I mean, in the beginning, Kim and I, and, I, and I'd still do it to this day if she'd let me. We didn't need two seats because we sat on each other's lap. Well, she sat on my lap. If I sat on her lap, that'd probably be painful. But, and, you know, she just sat on my lap. We didn't need two chairs. And then, you know, people come, I, we need to get married. We need to get married right now because we want to be married before Jesus comes. And about four months into the marriage, even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Because there's, in life, there's mostly stick days. You're going to get up and you're going to find out, you know, in that first year of marriage, I don't know why she squeezes the toothpaste from the middle and not the end. She's probably like, I didn't know he snored like a bear. Why doesn't his underwear make the laundry basket? Why? Stick days. Right? You know, no matter how bad and big and all this stuff and what happens in this church as God explodes it and grows it and does all that things, you know the one thing that she's going to want? She's going to want to know, will he still be dad? Will he still be Brett? Will he... Still mow the yard and take out the trash? Will he still protect me? Will he still be a stick? You see, that's the miracle. Understanding who God is. And being and doing what he wants. One thing I love about Mallory, I know she's my daughter. But she's so genuine. And I believe as this church grows, her ministry will grow. I would, I would believe with her voice and this praise team, as it grows and expands, we'll make an album, a CD or whatever. And I mean, it'll start going around the globe. I, I do believe that. But you know one thing I like about Mal? One thing I like about PK? They're just, they're genuine. They're not all that in a bag of chips. They're not too big for their britches. They'll talk to you. They'll cry with you. They'll hug you. They'll believe with you. If they say they're going to pray for you, they're going to pray for you. You know, she can have a great service or I can, you know, it's all about just saying, God, I know who you are and I know whose I am. And when it all comes down to it, I'm just a stick in the master's hand. The Bible never records using the snake again, but it does say something about the stick. When it was time to choose a high priest, one rep from each tribe. Now there's 12, each wanting to be the priest. 12 in all were instructed to bring a dead stick and put it inside the Ark of the Covenant, the God box. The stick that buds will be the choice. So 12 dead sticks and only one buds and came back to life. So how do you know? Let me just tell you, friends. How do you know Jesus is the way? 
How do you know he's the way, the truth, and the life? Because they killed Muhammad. They put him in a grave. They killed Buddha. They put him in a grave. They killed Harry Christian. They put him in a grave. They killed Jesus. They put him in the grave. But only one of them came back to life. Only one of them came out, and it's Jesus Christ, Lord of Lords, King of Kings, Prince of Peace. I'm telling you, there's only one way to the Father, and it is Jesus. The Ark of the Covenant, that God box, as we talked on Christmas Eve, had three things in it. The Ten Commandments, the manna from the wilderness, and then the stick, Aaron's rod that budded. And they were the items I told you Christmas Eve, the three Ps. The protection were the commandments. God is saying, here, just do what I'm asking and these, these things won't come on you. They were the provision. That was the manna. God was saying, this is important because I, I'm proving to you I, I can feed you. I can take care of you. And then the ark in that, the stick was the budded stick, was the presence. So you have the protection, the provision, the presence. You see, God is saying, I want you to know I'm your source. You might say, you know, I don't know how I'm going to make it. I'll tell you how you're going to make it because God will help you. God is with you. God will never forsake you or leave you. Will you trust him? Can you just be a stick? Talent or no talent, just as you are. Will you trust him to be the stick? Would you close your eyes and bow your heads, please?